0: of Magic Podcast, the podcast where we're talking about all things Walt Disney World Resort. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brett. And we are back, ready to have another strong week of Disney talk. Brett, what's going on?
1: Nothing really. I mean, having a good time, um, work's okay. Weather's been beautiful recently. I've gone outside um, some days, hung out. So overall, doing well, healthy. Um, Can't really complain. I see you in about a week or so. Um, or two weekends from now so Mm -hmm. super excited for that we have a family wedding that we're looking forward to so overall doing really well how are you
0: doing well as well we are going to be dressed to the nines in a few weeks So that'll be kind (laughs) of fun to you know clean up and get together and and have some fun so looking forward to that as well Uh, but other than that same thing same old same old feeling healthy feeling good and work has been busy so cannot complain there
1: can't complain at all uh, I think tonight episode, we really just have a little dose of everything. I think there's some, been some recent news, I guess, between some rides and some situations at Disney. So I think we're just going to talk and see what the conversation gets us. Um, I apologize in advance if there's any kind of audio issue tonight. My microphone is kind of messed up right now or something. We're getting some weird feedback. So we're doing a little different tonight. So if we get any kind of echoey, we do apologize for that. And we will do our best to edit as much as we can.
0: Yep, absolutely. And as Brett said, we're going to start with a few topics that are happening in current events and just kind of feel, feel our thoughts through them and see where things go. So Brett, I'm sure you saw the flooding has been crazy over the last day. We're recording this on a Tuesday and the flooding happened on a Monday. That was wild. I saw a ton of footage of people literally walking what seemed like knee deep water through the parks. Did you see that?
1: It did. Um, and we actually have a friend down there right now who posted about it on Facebook that they had like a great day and everything like that, but it ended with like a monsoon basically. Um, but yeah, I saw, I saw actually again on TikTok, I see a lot of it on Twitter, um, but Hollywood Studios was like up to people's ankles. They were like swimming out of there um, to get to the buses, but I don't know if that's ever happened to us. We've been calling some like pretty bad, like Florida rainstorms but never to that extent where like the parks have flooded or anything.
0: That's what I was trying to think. I mean, Florida is no stranger to rain. So them having rain is not, you know, something that's out of the norm. But to have a flash flood like that is so strange that it was able to come so fast and in such quantity that, you know, you're literally knee deep walking out. Now, you know me. I would be livid. If Correct. I'm literally submerging my shoes in puddles of water, and if people are wearing, like, ponchos and stuff, boy, take that off. You're already swimming. Yes. You, If your kneecaps are wet, <laughs> you can take the poncho
1: off. It won't help you.
0: I just could not believe some of the footage and... To watch people literally like swim, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but swim back to the buses. That is nuts.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I, I was saying the same thing. I think we've been caught in some rainstorms. There even a time where like a little bit got caught on the ground, and didn't drain quick enough. But I would assume, like you said, like they have some top-notch drainage. Like they're not. This isn't a surprise to them. But yeah, I think I think Epcot and Hollywood Studios got hit the worst, if I'm not mistaken with it. Uh, Mm -hmm. which is actually kind of weird that they're like the two closest to each other. So I wonder if it has something to do with the lake that separates them or where they're located on property because it's weird that like those were the two closest hit or the two hardest hit and they're the closest together. So I wonder if a lot of their drainage too um, like feeds into the same location.
0: Yep, definitely. So I've, I've read that it's been insanely hot down there the last few days. So this weather was, you know, a reaction to that, just kind of the way that climate works right when it's like super hot for a long time you always get slammed with some rain so it just seemed like it was just a an incredibly dew rainstorm but i just couldn't believe that that was wild that was wild
1: yeah that was also wild to see um speaking of water and things that um be, can be controlled i guess um epcot finally laid out their groundwork for their new moana um exhibit ah. uh, like, living with water i forget if that's exactly what it's called but the moana um, water features they have officially broken ground on that that is cool i have not seen any
0: more details about this since their initial announcement do you have anything that you know um,
1: about honestly it wasn't a huge article it was just that like an aerial view i guess somebody with a drone or however they get their aerial pictures um has like they're like all the wood has been placed for it um, so i don't have a ton of information on it but it's at least exciting to know that they're making way on a lot of what they talked about a, a few years ago, or I guess a year ago. Um, and that we're finally seeing a lot of like pull through from them. Cause I, sometimes I feel like they say they're going to do a ton of it and they don't really bring it a lot. Um, but it's cool that they're finally breaking ground on that. So I'm yeah. excited for that because I do love Moana and I feel like representation in the parks is much needed.
0: Totally. Not only missing the parks, but just such a cool concept and, and, I'm very excited to see what that attraction—if I guess you'll call it an attraction or almost like an exhibit—I can't tell what it's going yeah, to yeah, be know in that sense, but I, I'm excited to see the technology that they put into it because the whole moving water thing is just fascinating, and it was a cool character in the in the movie. So I'm really looking forward to that. I think that's going to be super cool. So I'm glad that they're continuing with that in all of their, you know, add-ons for Epcot.
1: Agreed. Um, trying to think, what other news have we heard? Anything it doesn't exciting? stop
0: there, though. With Epcot, Guardians of the Galaxy comes out this summer, and that is they keep releasing more and more footage of that. So that's been exciting to to see more of the, the ride cart, right? How it's moving, how it's a train, and I did see that some of the wording seems almost like family oriented and a lot of the imagery that they're releasing for it now is family oriented so i'm wondering if this is going to be a little bit more tame than we think it's going to be Uh, i feel like because of the amount of little kids and uh, wording that they keep using describing this experience now i almost feel like it's not going to be as fast as i maybe had imagined but I don't know. Maybe I'm just guessing that maybe it will be
1: interesting. I I agree with you. I totally am under the impression that this is going to be like a rock and roller coaster 2.0 kind of feel here. Um, but that's what
0: I was hoping for, right? With like a yeah. backwards launch mechanic and like a blast off right at the gate. And it, it still, I'm sure, will be very, very fun. I, I'm not saying it won't be, but I was, I'm thinking that my expectations my perception of it may be off from the final product just based on some of these context clues so that's that's the only thing i'm saying
1: yeah no i think i think you're at least right because they did say that the ride carts are like moving within themselves again like kind of not like we have for like mine train um but almost like what we have for haunted mansion that they're mm-hmm. like, like rotating with the ride as the ride progresses um to like movie towards show points so I agree. that I'm curious how that's gonna happen because if I'm going sixty and my cart swings the opposite direction, I'm like, <laughs> then I'm gonna get hurt. So I'm that curious. has to have
0: a ton of technology in it if it's gonna go super fast, but also be controlled in the the angle and the way that you're spinning at a certain time. Yeah, that that has to have you know a ton of engineering behind it. So that's. It's going to be cool. I'm excited for it. I, I don't want to downplay that. I'm very excited for it. And regardless of the final product, I'm sure it's going to be a warm welcome because it just feels like Epcot could use that extra boost of thrill and, and rides. And so I'm excited that throughout their whole makeover, they're adding these new attractions and especially a new thrill ride. So I'm looking I, forward to that.
1: No, I totally agree. And I hope it's something because I feel like they also don't have a ton of land left or other like places that they could expand to. At least not right now unless they take something else out. So mm-hmm. um, I feel like this might be the last like big ride we have at Epcot for a little bit. So I'm really hoping that they bring it enough that it makes up for like everything that they never had. Right. Um, so speaking of fast rides though and rides <laughs> that are meant to go fast, we have officially heard some more news. Not a ton, but at least some more news about Tron.
0: Excellent.
1: Have you seen it?
0: I have not seen these updates. I have just seen over the last you know few months that they have started building again and and finishing. What are the new the new updates?
1: So right now they're saying that they're putting on the finishing touches, quote unquote, um, which still means probably at least like four or five months worth of work. Um, but they're talking about the dome. they're putting the dome on now and apparently it's made out of paper which i didn't know what um or like a almost like a, a lighter material it looks like it's supposed to be metal or something but it's almost like a cloth that like gets draped over the skeleton um and the way that this paper's working according to this video that was about 45 seconds of like you know how they do like the imagineer it's like hi yeah. I'm, I'm trisha and i worked on this like <laughs> awesome yeah.
0: They got the hard hat on, like, we get yeah, it. Yep,
1: and it has, like, her name right there, like, we get it. Um,
0: and she has, like, a hammer, and she's smiling. And it's like, you're not even...
1: Yes, and she's looking at the blueprints, like, you didn't look at those. Like, <laughs> you did nothing. Yeah, Like, you've been in the office the last eight months, and now that it's almost done, they got you in a hard hat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. That's interesting, but that sounds like a flimsy ceiling structure and i don't know if they know this but it rains in florida as we just saw (laughs) so hopefully that material is strong with uh weather
1: well word for word they said and our dome is almost ready to get blown up (laughs) huh hey is it a balloon edit that out yeah (laughs) so they were talking that like apparently they just like put it on and like add air to it and then it like holds its form.
0: Interesting, um, but that sounds this, like it could pop.
1: Correct. I'm gonna say one hurricane and it's off.
0: Yep. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine? Blows you imagine off into the seven seas. To, like,
1: Tomorrowland and it's just, like <laughs> a heavy cloth lands on you. Um, <laughs> but. This cloth, apparently, when you look from it, from the outside, it looks like what we see in the renderings, just like a blue or like a white cloth. Mm -hmm. But when you're driving within it, it looks very like technology and futuristic. Like the way the light shines on it brings out like a pattern to it. Okay. Um, That's pretty cool. Which is pretty cool. I'm down for it. I like it. Um, That's very cool. Yeah. So that's really the updates we have for it i guess this means it's like nearing completion which probably means 2031 opening which is awesome at this rate um but yeah so nothing huge nothing they didn't show like the rides like testing they didn't show like any kind of like individual videos but they show trisha in her hard hat right out front yeah. <laughs> um, just to let you know that they're
0: trying. trying yeah Literally. that they're trying to so. keep going so that's a good update. Thanks for uh, for that. Because the excitement is here. It It's lingering, right? It's, we're trying to to stay excited. We're trying to stay on cloud nine. And we just want to see it. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it. And I Pierce? wonder how far. Did they mention how much farther it's going to be? In terms no. of
1: like a date? No. Um, she was like, we're almost finished. Like, no, you're not. Um, but no, no, like specific date i know that they're aiming for like the end of 22 but who knows how that's Mm. gonna go so but i have a question kind of following up with that yeah do you think once this ride opens that the right side of magic kingdom will be like heavily packed compared to the left side and i know that's like a weird question but Mm. on the right hand side you have like what you have Buzz Lightyear in Tomorrowland, which is a pretty big one. Yeah. You have Space Mountain. You're gonna have Tron. You're gonna have I would consider like Seven Dwarfs, like, oh, yeah. like kind of over there. For sure. Um and then on the left side, you have like Big Thunder and Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion's probably like in between those two, but do you think like wait time obviously wait time's gonna go down for other rides as this one opens up, but just like in general, I would feel like the left side was gonna about to open up a lot. Do you think that's that's true or do you think no?
0: I do. And I think you bring up an interesting point because as they load over on the right side with that Neutron ride, I think a lot of the foot traffic is going to go that way. And naturally, people already go right to the right when they walk into a park. So I think it's going to definitely congest the right side of the park and definitely beef up wait times over there. Because if you already go on that side, you might as well jump in the line for Space Mountain or you might as well jump in the line for, you know, whatever else you want to go on in Tomorrowland and over there in uh, new fantasy land. And so I do think it's an opportunity for people to take advantage of the left side. If they do want to, you know, spend some time over there and maybe jump on, take advantage of hopefully lower wait times. I don't know for sure, but I'm just predicting. Right. Right. But that's a great question too. And then that does that offer also bear the question of, do you think that they'll then look to the left side now to update or add or grow or get rid of Tom Sawyer Island,
1: <laughs> something. <laughs> I um, know,
0: or I don't know, say get rid of Tom Sawyer Island forever.
1: Or like the tree house see ya. Yeah. Um, I don't know, because when you go to the left side, that's when you start getting like backstage, where they mm-hmm. have a lot of like they're like that's where like parades start, and that's where like haunted yeah. mansion don't want to be a spoiler, or in the Caribbean don't want to be a spoiler. But both of those rides take place, take me backstage. You're not in the actual building in which you load in for the queue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that kind of takes up a lot of their space on the left side, being that that's also behind Main Street. Um, that's a good point. So that's a lot of their back end area. So I don't. I feel like someone who's done like the Keys to the Kingdom Tour and seeing it, like I don't know if they have a ton of wiggle room over there. So I'm not sure. But then you can't go much further than Tron because have a road. Yeah. So, right. I almost feel like they're. I don't know what's behind. New fantasy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I almost feel like they. Uh, it's not necessarily like, removing things to add more things. I don't know if they have much room. Yeah, there. they're just going to start again, making
0: the tough decisions. But we know too, right off the top of our dome, that would be great spaces.
1: Two. Um. And again, we're saying this from Philadelphia and Lewisburg. Like I don't know yeah, what this means. Yeah. Like I can't. But, of course. I don't know. I think, it's just
0: speculation.
1: Yeah, and I do think the left side will get open, um, but I don't know. I it's just a curious question.
0: Yeah, no, I like it, and then it makes me think of, like, the other parks too, right? Because when Pandora opened in Animal Kingdom, did you feel like Everest was sh- shorter a lot of the times because people were spending a lot, like, there, at least in the morning, right? Like, people initially yeah. came in to go right into Pandora, so... I would say for me, I felt like we had opportunities to go on Everest in the morning, almost back to back to back, with minimal I was, weights.
1: I was gonna say that I just, I also feel just like throughout the day, Everest hits these weird wait times, because um, if you really think about it, it's really only Everest and Pandora, like that's your only true yeah. rides in that in that park. So once yep. you've done and that, Safari,
0: those three will, will yeah keep you, but like, keep you in you a line
1: really. Like, you really have Everest, which sometimes you can catch a a walk-on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other than that, you have Pandora. And then the Safari, but that's not really, like, a, a thrill ride, that, but you're going to wait it anyway.
0: Yeah. But Usually after those three, ally. you don't
1: really have much else to wait for, unless you're some kind of, like, psycho and you do dinosaur But <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny. Or so, uh, Festival well, of the like, Lion King. That can draw in, like, a, a crowd. So you may be waiting in line for that, but... Ultimately, yeah, I guess have, like, Animal Kingdom is not the greatest comparison because it has so few really, you know, big rides that are worth waiting. Where Magic Kingdom has much more.
1: I think I I understood your point though because you really can catch Everest sometimes at like a thirty minute wait. Mm-hmm. And um, I've seen recently that they've been influxing wait times um, for people to use Genie Plus. I have seen them, and like Ooh. people are kind of like starting to catch on.
0: Is that confirmed, uh, or is that a conspiracy?
1: It's a conspiracy, um, but a lot of people are doing like posted wait time versus like real wait time, and it's like a big thing right now. Um, and they're saying like posted wait times like forty five, they'll walk on, it's like twenty seven minutes. Yeah. And I know sometimes in general that they have do that, and they always are going to overestimate, but people are finding like 20, 30 minute like differences, um, and they're again conspiracizing that Disney's doing it to, like, influx their wait time for people to be like, okay, I might as well just pay the money to get on it. Yeah, yeah.
0: That would be frustrating, but I wouldn't put it above them recently. I wouldn't that, That is interesting. And I don't feel like it had the same effect. Well, maybe it did in Hollywood Studios with Toy Story and Star Wars. Those were definitely the super popular areas, the places that people, as soon as the park opened, they would run to. Right. So, thinking back to our recent trip together, pre just, just before COVID hit, did you feel like Tower of Terror and Rockin' had a lower crowd level because of the hype of Star Wars and Toy Story?
1: See, I'm also trying to think back. I honestly don't know. Because to me, sometimes the Rockin' Roller Coaster queue just feels long. Yeah. Um, but in reality, it's actually a very short queue. Um. It literally is, like, that outside part, and then you go inside, and you automatically get, like, distributed into the recording studio, mm-hmm. which that literally takes up the most time. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's why half of the rock and Roller Coaster queue is the wait time it is. It, rockin'
0: is interesting because it has that pre-show in the middle, and then you get thrown back into another line. Right. Right at the backstage line. So it's, I like it because it's you're not just waiting in a singular line the whole time, and you at least get to watch something and feel like you're moving right but i do agree with you that it it is it does feel long at times because you're just like geez can i just get on the ride how many more rooms do i need to go through
1: right um but i don't know if it see part of me thinks like anytime they're opening anything new like when we went there like toy story and star wars were both like new within the same like three years you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like anybody who hasn't been there in there's like, three years, like, they're sprinting to the back of that park because there's two new lands to, like, explore there. For people who like us who have been there, like, we automatically were like, okay, we'll get there whenever. Like, let's get yeah. rock and, and toy and tower while, like, everyone's going that way. But I also feel like if you're new, like, do you also have the same mindset? Like, oh, like, those lines are going to be, like, busy in the morning. Let's go to rock and, and tower. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know.
0: I think it's about priority.
1: And I think that's going to change person to person. Like If you have a family of five, you're going to get a Toy Story probably. In Star yeah. Wars. You're not going to drop your five-year-old on Tower. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to see like what people decide is like a priority for them.
0: Yeah. You know what could use a new restaurant, in my opinion? Hollywood. Yes. Yes and no. That wasn't what I was going to say, but I do agree with you. I feel like Hollywood is missing, like, a, a one more key restaurant that is almost like a destination that people, like, really want to go to. Right. I think, but what I was initially going to say, and it, I kind of regret it already because of our, our conversation <laughs> you a few minutes it. ago. <laughs> because of our conversation a few minutes ago about overloading that right side of Magic Kingdom, but I feel like Tomorrowland needs something a little bit more than the uh, Cosmic Rays. And not that we don't love eating there, because as you, if you're a, a veteran listener of this show, you know that we think of that place very highly. But I do think that that area could perhaps benefit from a more upscale experience than just the fast uh fast food style
1: yeah you know like i I could tell you where to put it if you want if you're Uh interested uh carousel progress
0: i knew you were gonna say that and i (laughs) i think that's a hot take because some some listeners are not gonna like that
1: but how cool would it be if they kept the foundation of it and it was like a rotating restaurant
0: okay that actually would be very cool
1: Right. Or like, what if
0: it was a dinner show? Like, it would, There you like, go, yes. You would like get a performance as you're eating, and then it spins in the middle to like another part of the show.
1: Right, and they can have five dining rooms or six dining rooms, however many yeah. are in there. And like, we're not saying eating
0: room. during the Carousel of Progress. So completely taking the contents out of it, right? The storyline, gone. The animatronics, gone. Put them in a museum somewhere, a museum that we've talked about perhaps being – you know, a great addition to a Disney Springs or some sort of other place that a rainy day could be well spent, but utilize the mechanic of that spinning middle and turn it into a rotating dinner show where you can get food throughout as you, you know, watch some sort of, maybe do a, uh, through the years of Disney, like update it to be a timeline of Pixar or, or things right. like that. that would be super, super cool.
1: Totally agree, and that's exactly what I was thinking, because a rotating dinner show would actually be very interesting, and I would probably do it, Um, but going back to the conversation about Hollywood needing a new restaurant, I think they could benefit, so I'm kind of like confused a little bit about like Hollywood's restaurant styles, I guess, Mm -hmm. Um, because they have like the Primetime Cafe, which is like a quick service. Yep. And then They, they have, have the drive-in. They have the drive-in.
0: The sci-fi diner.
1: Right. Yep. And then they also have... um. What's the sit-down there?
0: The actual sit-down? Yeah. I can't think of it.
1: Is that the one with, like, you gotta clean your plate, like, your mother, and they're, like, kind of dressed in, like, the 50s? Or is that prime Oh.
0: Uh, ah. Uh, I can't recall.
1: Any What I'm saying... Is that they were so big about, like, let's get rid of the whole foundation of, like, movies in this park. And, like, let's transform it to only Disney. Yet they're going to have, like, the Sci-Fi Diner, which isn't really, like, Disney. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have, like, this, like, 50s-style, 50-themed, um, like, drive-in, like you said. Yep. So they literally have, like, three restaurants that are not Disney-themed. Um, and I think it kind of goes against, like, everything that they – took out of that park for a reason. So I feel Mm -hmm. like they could reuse some – not reuse. I'm okay if they keep them. Just re theming. it. Re-theme it, and please add a restaurant or something to that courtyard. What is that?
0: (laughs) Are you talking about the uh, Star Wars Launch Bay area?
1: Yeah, the third Star Wars location in this park. (laughs) I'm talking is get it out. Do something.
0: Uh, We have not been there in a while, so perhaps they actually may have changed it. But the last time we were there, it was the third location of Star Wars (laughs) within that park. So we may need to revisit, but sheesh. They also have recently added the restaurant in Toy Story, or they're close to adding it, right? The Buffalo, or not Buffalo, Barbecue, the Roundup. That I'm actually interested in trying because I think that that is an interesting cuisine style and... You know, something that could be themed very well if it's on par with the rest of Toy Story. So looking forward to trying that option as well. But other than that, I can think of the lot Express area, which is like a quick service. So that doesn't even really count. So I do, yeah, perhaps like a nice, really nice sit down experience could be welcomed there.
1: Yes, I totally agree. Um, And looking on time, it looks like we're probably wrapping up, Um, but there's one last thing that I wanted to mention, Um, and that was I saw an article that during the Star Cruiser, if like Rise of the Resistance goes down, which is like a focal point of that whole experience if they get to go on that Mm. ride to like capture it, they have a whole plan in place of a scavenger hunt essentially around the land to like hack panels that will get them to that same like end goal.
0: Interesting. I had not thought of that, but that's a great point because they have this whole multi-day itinerary planned out and what if something isn't working? Well, like what would they do? That is yes. in That is very challenging to to just, you know, decide and and make plan B because how do you compare against rise of the resistance in terms of like an experience after these people have paid so much money? So right. That is interesting. Do you know any details about that scavenger hunt?
1: Uh, I just know that when they get, so they get like a message on their phone and it's like, hey, like it's time to like intrude their, in, it, like invade their resistance or something. Um, and when they walk there and it's like closed, they like push on their phone, like, like the invasion is like botched or something, like something like still in storyline. Um, mm-hmm. And then from there, like a new message, which like encrypted comes up and it's like, no worries, like, we have a backup plan, like, we expected this to happen, like, head to, like, Ogis Cantina, um, quote-unquote, to get your next audio message from, like, the Sith Lord, or whatever, like, very Star wars Yeah,
0: they just keep Um, it going.
1: They keep it going, and then from there, they continue to, like, find panels around, like, the park in which they can, like, decode things, and then eventually something would happen, and then I think I read that if, like, Rise of the Resistance comes back up while they're still, like, in their stay, like, they found a way to, like, loop it back into, like, the storyline. Yeah, give them that they experience. They still give it to them. Yeah, so... That's I awesome. That I, like, commend Disney for because, like, that's a huge thing. Like, you imagine paying all this money and then, like, it not being up, like...
0: Yeah. Huge a thing. huge part. I guess it's a risk. It is a huge risk, but that's cool. And that's one of the few one of the many things that I like about that Star Wars area is that all of those like small corners and nooks and crannies of that park and that expansion all have like a purpose. And all of those bags that you see, you know, those cargo boxes and bags all built up right. Eventually maybe you're not interacting with them, but somebody else in the park may be on a scavenger hunt, like you were just saying, and like has to come over and scan them and interact with them. So everything has a purpose and many things are interactive. It's just a matter of whether you want to dive into that immersion or not. Like you could walk through the park and not do anything, or you could stay and kill an hour and a half and really like scan everything and and really fall into that whole scene. So that I commend them for because that's very cool. There's no wasted space. And that is a good, good use of technology, expansion, and detail.
1: Yes, and I totally agree, and I think that sums up Disney to a T. Um, Absolutely. And I think that also sums up this episode. I think right here is probably a really good stopping point. We've covered a ton of news today. We picked each other's brains about ideas and conversations. So I think right here is probably a good place to stop. Um, As always, everyone, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, which is a Dose of Magic podcast um ryan takes over our instagram all the time so he is your instagram wizard um so we thank him all the time and we thank all of you for always listening be sure to leave a review on spotify or apple music or wherever you're hearing from us um and as always we will catch you next
0: episode thanks everyone